the Global Lifestyle Time Zone Challenge. This was dated Wednesday, May 9th, 2007. I had a subtle career milestone today. Today I became fully aware that I was now global with a capital G. At about 6.30 a.m. Central Time, I checked email at home before leaving for the airport. I saw an email from a business leader in the United Kingdom which set off alarms in my head that an important business decision my client needed to make was not being addressed. Knowing that a politically important deadline is approaching, I fired off a this is a big issue email designed to alarm my readers that something important was not happening. About 8 a.m. Central Time today, I was waiting for a flight at the airport and my cell phone went off. It was that same business leader in the United Kingdom who took notice of my alarm. I don't know about you, but I don't get cell phone calls from people I've never met from other countries every day. Shortly after arriving at my destination on the east coast of the U.S., I scheduled a web meeting for tomorrow morning between people in Baltimore, Raleigh, California, and Beijing. Later, I was on a call between the U.S. and Canada talking about interfaces to a system in China. Still later, I discussed architecture diagrams showing system components in Rochester, New York, Boulder, Colorado, Dallas, Texas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Phoenix, Arizona, Hong Kong, Beijing, and Toronto. I tried to figure out if the component in Hong Kong was really necessary. Could it be co-located with the rest of the stuff in Beijing? I ate a hurried dinner of tandoori taki with two co-workers. One is a Norwegian citizen born in China but holding an American green card, and the other was born in India but has been working in the U.S. for a while. My life history is boring compared to theirs. Five minutes after checking into my hotel, I joined a conference call between the U.S. and China, but the coworker from China didn't make the call. My coworker later came online in China and on instant messenger later, and I pinged him on the call he missed. It turned out he was double booked for that time slot. Heavy sigh. When are we going to solve the time zone issues for calendars? I made sure he had the information for the web meeting in nine hours. This globalization thing isn't all it's cracked up to be. Exactly when is it I'm supposed to have some calm moments to think? When is it that I'm supposed to, excuse me, when is it I'm supposed to get more exercise like my doctor told me? Will the guy in California get up to make the web meeting at 6 a.m. his time? Do I even have a right to call a web meeting that requires someone to be there at 6 a.m.? Will the guy in Beijing who has to join at 9 p.m. his time have a decent internet connection? Did I have a choice on the time given that the guy who we wanted to talk to was available then and it was a comfortable 9 a.m. for him? Will my flight home on Friday be on time so I can make my daughter's piano recital? How early do I get to set my alarm clock for tomorrow? Early enough to hit the hotel treadmill or late enough to get another hour of sleep? I have another trip to China coming up in two weeks. It is still fun for now. I can see how this could get old, though. I would love to hear how my readers in some similar situations are handling the demanding hours, encroachment upon personal time, cultural differences, and everything else. FYI, globalization has been a frequent topic of mine. You might like to take a look at some of my previous posts on the art and science of being an IT architect, the globalized IT architect, Are all the good IT, science, and engineering jobs going overseas? Word from the China front. This podcast is copyright 2007 by Philip Hartman. All rights reserved. 
The opinions expressed on this podcast are my own and don't necessarily represent IBM's positions, strategies, or opinions.